Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hake Lee. This week we watched episode four, Preggers. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. And this uh, originally aired September 23rd, 2009 and had 6.65, I think. It's either three or five million US viewers. My handwriting is terrible, which is a decline from last week, which had 6.69 million viewers. So we how'd are you, starting... Uh, how'd you like the episode, Sam? Um, I like this episode, actually. To be fair, All like, right. um, I wouldn't say I hate it per se, but we'll get into it a little bit more later in the episode. Um, All right. So the yeah. cold open is uh, the uh, single ladies dance. Yep. With uh, Kurt uh, and Brittany and Tina. Yep. All dancing in seemingly his basement. Um, yeah, or something like that. Some, Kurt's house for sure. Yeah. So Kurt's this house. is the this is like the scene that we've talked about before, where Heather Morris, who plays Brittany. Um, apparently taught everybody else how to do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah. that's the, that's the first thing about this scene that I noticed. Um, Kurt has a fantastic outfit on cause he has like the, they're all wearing yep. like the single ladies outfits. Um, but he is the worst dancer of the three. Um, yeah, definitely the worst dancer of the three. Well, um, Brittany and Tina are both wearing like unitards with no legs. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure Kurt's has legs. I don't think it's a unitard if it has legs. No, uh, no, they're wearing leotards. A unitard does have legs. Okay. I think, yeah. Anyway, Kurt's dad walks in on them doing this dance, um, which is filmed in black and white, which I guess is a a call to the video. Video, yeah, it's very authentic. Yeah. Um, um, Yep, and it switches between, like, seeing it in black and white and seeing them in real life, I think, which is trendy, I guess. Yeah, um, Kurt's dad walks in. It's the first time we've ever seen Kurt's dad, Um, and my first thought, um, and honestly, I mean, I know because I've seen this before, and we've seen Kurt, like, I watched Glee before, so I've seen Kurt's dad, and I have my feelings about Kurt's dad, which we'll get to later in the episode, Um, but he does look... My first thought is that he looks like a typical redneck, because he's wearing, like, camo, and he has, like, a dad cap. Yeah, he's wearing like a dad cap inside. I think he's yeah. wearing like a puffy vest. Yeah. Too inside. Yep. Um, he's definitely yeah. He's definitely a rednecky kind of person. Anyway, he like looks at what Kurt is wearing, and Kurt is like, "Oh no, this is for sports. This unitard is for sports. It's it's jock yep. chic." Yep. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, and, and I, then I... he and then uh, Brittany talks for the first time. Yep. It's great. And her first line is a lie, um, where she says that Kurt is on the football team. He's the kicker. Yep. And so they, uh, it's a great episode setup, um, I guess, um, in that we get this immediate conflict where it's like clear that Kurt's dad is uncomfortable with Kurt acting in this very um, non-heterotypical way. And yeah. so Tina and Brittany and Kurt all kind of cash in on this lie or not cash in, uh, jump in on this lie that Kurt is yep. on the football, on the football team. team. He's the kicker for the football team. And then Kurt also like um, tries to appear like he's in a relationship with Tina. Like mm-hmm. he like yeah. grabs her by the waist in front of his dad and is just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not ready to be uh, like serious yet or something it's like like, a weird horrible moment where tina and kurt both look very uncomfortable yep 
Uh, yep. And that's, very the, well played. that's the scene. Yep. So then the next scene um, is uh, Lama's practice with Kendra, the sister of Terry. So it's Will, Terry, yep. and Kendra. Um, and I, I did note that Kendra hey, wait, lays it hey, down. Hey, wait, oh. Sam. Um, yeah. We talked about last week how you're going to name the scenes. Did you do that? Yeah. I did that. It's Lamaze with Kendra. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Um, don't worry. I, I do have some good names this week, but also most of them are trash. Anyway, so yeah, so Lamaze with Kendra. She, uh, I put the, I, I, I did make a note that Kendra lays it down and she criticizes Will in the same way that we do, where it's she just true. kind of mocks him. Um, well, I mean, I feel like we do a better job than just mocking Will. Like, we do yeah. that a little bit, but we really just tear through all of his actions and choices and decide um, just how awful he is as a human being. Like, we don't just tear right. him down and, like, bully him. We really um, we really get in there, micromanage every, every single choice. And also, um, we're contractually obligated to say the phrase smug Nazi every episode. So. We are, because <laughs> Will is. A smug yep. Nazi. Um, Kendra uses the word boy howdy to describe, like the phrase boy howdy to describe um, genitalia. Yeah. It's not the boy great. howdy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she tries to get Will to massage gas bubbles out of Kendra's, out of uh, Terry's stomach and Terry freaks. Like she's yeah, just like, oh no, says, don't touch my stomach. He'll bruise um, the baby. He'll bruise the baby. Can you make me a BLT, <laughs> Will? Yeah. And then Will is like, I mean, it'll take me a little while, but like, yeah, I, I guess. And she's like, great, make me a BLT. And then Kendra also wants BLT minus the T and minus the L. Yep. She just wants she just wants some bread and some bacon. Some bacon in the middle. Um, yeah. And, and that's so when Terry reveals. Yep. Terry Terry reveals to Kendra that she's not actually pregnant, but actually, right before that, um, Kendra like goes on this huge spiel encouraging that she like mentally abuses will that terry does that yeah she's like i can like she's like you can squeeze so much out of this like it doesn't actually hurt that much because they give you an epidural or a epidural so like but like they don't know that so you can just like squeeze squeeze this for all it's worth um which i was like okay i think she says the phrase that you like you'll have him by the balls for the rest of his life or something like that yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah it's kind of a bummer. Um, and when Terry reveals to Kendra that she's wearing a fake belly, yep, because um, it's like she's like showing or whatever. It's a fake pre- fake pregnancy belly. Um, Kendra, her first reaction is to be like, "No, you cannot tell Will about this. Dishonesty is food for a marriage." Yep. Which oh, uh, so it's pretty whack. S- yeah. Um. Which yeah. Again, another instance I think of. Well, for one, it is important to the plot, but I think it's another great instance of Ryan Murphy having a character just kind of inject it's true. views about the world and stuff into into his show. Um, yeah, so that's it. Kendra encourages her or tells her that she has to lie to Will, keep up the ruse, um, and that they're going to have to find her a baby. Yeah, um, she, she, like this, the scene ends with her being like, we're going to have to find you a baby. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, you, gosh, you where are you going to find it? Normally, where are you going like, to take it from? Is that a normal thing that people do? Um, so, yeah. And then, and then the next scene is the teacher's lounge scene again. Yeah. So fucking over <sighs> about hearing, like, about these teachers' lives. Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing. It starts with, it, and by the way, I called the scene teach because um, I have nothing better. Um, nice. But so 
it's Will walks into the teacher's lounge and he's looking for a place to sit and eat his lunch. And there are all these random people in the teacher's lounge. Like Probably teachers, all... though. Was that? <laughs> Probably teachers, though. Well, I know, but like these people we've never seen before. And so I suppose. Will is walking around. There aren't any seats. There is a table with like a friendly guy who waves at Will and like kind of gestures for him to sit down and eat with him. But then Will just like blatantly ignores him, which I was yep. like, Ugh, whatever. I mean, and classic then, Will. Yep. And then, uh, but he does get a seat with Ken and Emma, of course, because they're the only other characters that actually matter. Um, yep. And then they start talking, um, and Emma reveals, or so she's talking she loves about lo- the she, local news. And Ken helps mansplain that for us. Yeah, um, dude. In my notes, it says Ken mansplains. Yep. <laughs> well, I... it's um, it's pretty direct. It's like he's, yeah. um, she's just like talking about why she likes local news, but it's like it's like a horror movie and like all this kind of stuff, and he's like. Well, well, Emma, you like it because of these reasons. And it's like, ew, shut up, Ken. Yep. Um, And then we find out that um, this local news talk is all because Sue is on the local news. She has a segment called Sue's Corner, which um, we then flash to and get to see. Um, She's discussing the caning of children. Yep. Um, She is a teacher who keeps her job (laughs) after talking about beating up kids on TV. Like what the fuck, dude? Um, to be fair, it's very funny. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty funny, but like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, Ugh. I mean, I think the main thing is that she drives a lot of revenue for the school as the cheerleading coach. I suppose, um, which is also interesting. We never talk about this, like, because it's never brought up in the show. Does Sue actually teach anything, or is she just the cheerleading coach? I think she's just the t- the cheerleading coach. Which is weird because that's not a faculty position at yeah, any school that I know. Yeah, she also has like know. an office and shit. Like, yeah, like um, weird. Um, but yeah, anyway. There's a great, uh, yeah. So after flashing from Sue's corner, um, Sue walks into the teacher's lounge, calls Emma Alma, which is a, <laughs> a funny short joke, yep. um, and says that her overnights were through the roof. Yeah, and. Um, my favorite. So right before we flash back, uh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch has this great tirade about how we need to bring back caning in schools, um, yep. which ends with the most beautiful phrase: "Yes, we cane." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she walks in and um, she burns all three of them real yeah, hard. She, she does like a good roasting. Yeah, uh, one by one, like solid roast. Yep. She she hits she attacks Emma for her mental illness, of course, because that's an of easy course. target. Um, she attacks Ken for being single and having the shittiest football team in Ohio, um, which is true. And then uh, she attacks Will for having a perm. Hair. Yeah, <laughs> getting yeah, a perm every like, week. This is like the first instance of that joke. I'm pretty sure, but like, yeah. it it is going to remain a solid standby <laughs> um, that Will gets perms. Yeah, which could be true. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, it's this is also important though because it does establish the idea that Ken's football team is really bad. So the high school football team yes. has not been winning this uh, this season. They've been losing all their games. Um, then we jump to our next scene, uh, mm-hmm. which is I titled it "Maria is my part." Oh, that's um, a great title. Scene. I love it. Um, because Rachel is upset that um, they're doing a song from West Side Story, and yep. she did not get the main part. Yep. Um. Which, like, you can't get every single solo, Rachel. That's just not how um, any sort of activity with other people works. 
Uh, well, what no, I mean, Maggie. what I'm upset about is that Amber Riley didn't get Maria. She would have been amazing. Tina gets it instead. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, um, we haven't really heard from Tina either, and that's true. Like, so it's probably it's it's nice that we get to see her shine a little bit. Except I honestly don't know that actress's name. Probably you should probably look should it up. Have. Yeah, look it up. Um, but to be fair, Will is trying to punish Rachel. Well, it's yeah, well, clear. S- well, sort of. I mean, like, Rachel... <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. <laughs> Rachel is like, you're just trying to punish me. You clearly hate me. Like, it's like, yeah. Rachel, chill the fuck out. She's, um, she so, she makes a point yeah. where she's like, um, I made a... I, like, have said multiple times that Maria is my part. And it's like, yeah. dude, chill out. Will, Will calls her irrational, which is not a chill thing to do. No. Um, he's, he's, he's just like... She's like, I think you're being mean to me. And Will says, I think you're being irrational, which is not a chill thing to say to somebody. Um, yeah, but I Especially mean, when you're their teacher. Like, I mean, to be fair, though, I, I'm not saying that, like, it's a great thing to say, but let's be real. Rachel thinks that every lead actress part is her true. part. So, yeah. like, and I mean, I think you're right in that, like, it's not a, it's definitely not a chill thing for a teacher to say to a student. No. But it is kind <laughs> of true in that Rachel thinks that everything is about her and is unwilling to let anybody else have the solo so um which you could say is irrational gross i hate you that's good right (laughs) it is good um but yeah Um, so rachel gets we get a rachel storm out yeah which i think is number three yep and even even artie um comments on it this time which is great um he's in the wheelchair uh but artie uh says does she realize it gets less effective every time she does that (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, and then we get to uh, th- then we jump to our next scene. Well, which actually, is... no. There's a little bit before that. Oh, okay. Um, you want to? Yeah, so th- you want to f- close up this one? Yeah. So Rachel, first of all, uh, Tina, and we'll come back to this because there's a little bit more. But Tina's actress is Jenna Ushkowitz, um, yes. I think is how you say that last name. So um, we'll come back to uh, her later. But well, because there, um, there is an interesting interaction where Rachel is like, I'm sure Tina wants to give me the part. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, but so before this scene ends, um, they're all leaving the glee club practice and Kurt approaches Finn about, so coming back to what we started with at the beginning of the episode, um, about football, but he yep. starts talking to Finn and Finn immediately assumes that Kurt is hitting on him. Um, yeah, and does actually do I, I made it, he met, he does actually do a kind of good job of turning down Kurt by saying like oh I don't want to like thanks but I I already have a date for prom or whatever which to be fair you're still a douche for assuming that someone is yeah asking I you mean, out like it's definitely like it's definitely a weird thing because Finn opens up the conversation with being like I already have a date to prom yeah like. It's kind of like, dude, he was just talking to you. Like, <laughs> relax. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, he does, yeah, doing in this in this kin scene, because that's sure. their couple name, right? Um, I like Furt better. Furt. Well, I've got a, I've got a fun activity for us to do later if you want, where <laughs> I have a bunch of the couple names, and then you can guess. Okay. Yeah, um, I like that. A long wet Furt though. Um. Um. And so he like. Kurt tells Finn that he's not gay, and then we go to the next scene, which is Kurt practicing to be the kicker. Yep. Um, he's wearing a knee-length bodycon sweatshirt. Yep. Yeah. Here, um, hey, Sam. Yeah. 
Uh, can we pause the recording? Why? I need to poop. Oh, Maggie. I should have taken a break. You should have. Well, the issue is that, like, how are we going to sync back up? Well, I'll just leave it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll try to be as quick as possible. Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. Sorry. That's okay. You go do your business. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm alive. Okay. That took um, me three minutes. I am sorry. That's okay. I was playing Zelda, so I didn't really mind. Um, yeah, it'll just be fun to edit later. Um, so we we're talking about sports ball. Um, Kurt. Yeah, is this practicing. this scene is Kurt and Finn practicing or rehearsing um, so- as the body body may be. Yes, um, so that Kurt can be a better kicker. He is wearing yeah. a knee-length bodycon sweatshirt, um, a classic Kurt clothing item. Uh, yep. And, uh, yeah, uh, let me tell you this. So I've been watching a lot of Friday Night Lights. Sure. Which is a show about football. Oh. Right? Oh, okay. So, That's um, what that show is about. Let me tell you. Ken Tanaka is no Eric Taylor. Eric Taylor is the is the football coach from Friday Night okay, Lights. Sure, Ken Tanaka ju- is is just screaming at these kids. Yeah, isn't Friday Night Lights set in Texas? Yes. So I feel like the culture is more. It's set in Dillon, Texas, but I mean okay. Ohio, like Podunk, Ohio, is kind of similar to West Texas in that it is mm. um shitty shitty place to live. Everybody loves football. I guess, except this football team sucks. That's, that's true. I They're think very that's the bad big at difference. <laughs> um, anyway, so to kick the ball better, Kurt decides to use um, the single ladies dance. Yep. Um, and it gives him kicking superpowers, basically. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so it's uh, before we get to that, um, Kurt compares his body to a rum chocolate souffle. That's fun. Because um, <laughs> if he then... doesn't prepare it, it won't rise. Right. Um, Puck informs uh finn that he could wear a dress to school and people would think it's cool um oh which dude i guess is how popularity <laughs> works bruh i have a law i have a theory about puck that we can get into later um okay i'm excited uh, i'm yep yeah prepare yourself okay um yeah so before we find out that um uh finn or no that that kurt is gonna kick for us um Ken rounds everyone up and tells them that the kicker boy has been demoted to a water boy, um, which is a bit of a hard break. And uh, then the song, so they they turn on Kurt's music to allow him yep. to kick, which it starts in like the middle of the song. Kurt's also wearing Argyle socks, somebody pointed out to me um, yeah. when we were watching um, it, which is fun. Argyle socks, um, I th- black capris, um, <laughs> and, this, and this long red sweatshirt. Yep. Um it's an interesting look. Ken Ken makes a lovely face when the music starts. Um and then Kurt kicks it farther than any person ever. Um because he does a magic. good kick. He does a a very good kick. Um and so then Ken tells him uh essentially it's kind of a like, yep, he's on the team. There's nothing else to it. Um but Ken tells him um uh 
Is he ready to face the 10 gorillas that want nothing more than to taste your sweet virgin blood? Um, which is a fun line. Do they say that in Friday Night Lights a lot? Is um, that a football thing? More than you'd think. <laughs> okay. Talking about that sweet virgin blood? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, the recapitulation of the scene. Kurt does a good job by dancing to single ladies, um, which right. I think is offensive maybe, um, but whatever. No, like it, it gives him the it gives him the power to kick the ball really well. It's probably because he's envisioning like doing a full high kick instead of actually kicking the ball. He's envisioning kicking like, like sure. you know, three feet for, further than the ball. You know, yeah, that's sure. really the trick to it. Um, next scene is a Sue's office scene again. A yep. uh, local news guy who is played by that one character actor that you see in fucking everything. Right. Um, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about, and yep. so well, do our you, listeners. Yeah, you watch the you watch the episodes. So that's yeah, probably no. Why well, you I'm trying to think. Know. The issue is that like I know he's in other stuff too, and I know he definitely plays like a bad guy in a lot of stuff. Yep. Like I feel like he plays like devils that people make contracts with in a lot of things, um, or like business execs. But he's the head of the yeah. radio station. Uh, or he, not no, radio, he, no he's station. the head of he's a local news guy and he yeah. um the, the nub and gist of the scene is that basically um the cheerios need to win nationals um yeah because like like the only way that sue can keep this like sue's corner situation that she's got is um to remain like uh a figurehead who's like good at shit um and yeah. he, he hears that there are defecting cheerios cheerios yeah, okay. who are going to the D- glee club Let's talk about this. Yeah, he talks about yeah. how his daughter, who goes to the high school, has heard tell of the fact that the cheer the Cheerios are losing members to the Glee Club. Um, yeah, which <laughs> uh, again, three Cheerios, and they're all still both in both groups. So, yep, <laughs> I don't understand how that gossip is happening. And also, why does this fucking matter? Like, yeah, it feels extremely Sue, constructed. Like it's just Sue's like got what? great ratings. She says ridiculous bullshit, so people tune in like none other. Um and so like I don't understand why her being a good cheerleading coach is important to that. But I guess that we have to have something that drives the plot forward to get Sue to hate the Glee Club, so um, Yeah. Um yeah. next up is a Fwin scene, which is Quinn and um Finn. Finn. Fwin. Ugh. Um, in it's their hot tub pregnancy. Oh thing, my god! Which, this is actually um, yeah, yeah. This is kind of like one of the. This is going to be a major storyline for the yep. for like basically the rest of the season. Um, yep. Uh, well, and longer, I guess. Like it's a big yeah. part of the show. Uh, yeah. anyway, Finn, uh, Quinn tells Finn that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, because he um ejaculated in a hot tub when they were making yep. out uh she yep. she says think of the male think of the male finn yeah which oh is my God. which is cute because it's like oh he confided in her <laughs> right well and that's um so yeah so this scene i titled the drop um but yeah so quinn's mm-hmm. pregnant um and yeah it's this oh my god i feel like it's iconic at this point yeah the, finn says but we were wearing scene. swimsuits <laughs> And um, uh, then yep. Quinn responds with saying, well, Ask Jeeves said that it's like the perfect temperature. 
Oh my god, I didn't sperm. even catch that it's Ask Jeeves. I thought she yeah. meant like one of their teachers. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, so it's funny. So I think this kind of confirms our questions from the last episode where we learned about the mailman because they, they do show us the scene in the hot tub um, and Quinn does say, think of the mailman, think of the mailman and Kurt, or Finn, sorry, stupid names. Um, Finn does. and But I think that shows that uh, Finn's problem is that he is ejaculating yes not, not that we've, he's, we've solved yeah. this mystery yes um and my note on this it's such an obvious lie yeah but the it's, thing it's is, like finn are you this stupid but but the thing is i w- i think at the time especially in watching this episode it was like is this show that ridiculous like maybe it's a lie maybe it is like just how the show is ridiculous in this nature. Yeah. Um, which I mean, we're going to find out later in the episode. It's an obvious lie. Um, and that Finn is just real, real stupid. But, uh, at the time I feel like watching the episode, it was on the edge because we didn't really know yet. This is only the fourth episode and it was already ridiculous. Up to yeah. This point. point. So, um, it's just one of those things where it's like maybe it so yeah so be? what's what's real and what isn't or like yeah. it's it's as, as as us as the audience we're like this has to be a lie like that it's just like not physically possible but it's also like yeah but this show is kind of bullshit so exactly. yeah um next scene is sandy and sue and their tea time yep uh, at, at at sandy's house sandy's house uh, and this is this is where um Sue is like, Sandy, tell me for real what's going on. And he says, I'm in a cocoon of horror. <laughs> I ate nine cans of whipped cream. Um, yeah, he, this is, my scene, my scene title for this was Sandy's Sad Life. Yeah. Um, he's showing his cocoon us his, of horror. His, uh, he's showing us his doll collection, which I said was really original. Um, <laughs> and Sue, Sue does note that the only thing missing from his house is dead bodies lining the walls and floor. Um, well, <laughs> Uh, who knows if that's missing or not you know exactly um the nub and gist of the scene is that sue offers um sandy uh the arts administration job okay which seems kind of like what like i thought he couldn't be within 50 feet of kids okay i brought this up multiple times the person i was watching the episode with i swear in the in a recent episode he says that he has a restraining order that he can't be within a certain distance of children which yeah. How on earth is he taking this job? Which we do discover um, Sue is blackmailing the principal, Principal Figgins, into giving Sandy this job. Um, yeah. Which... By using... Um, here, let me describe what she's using for blackmail. <laughs> um, so on long distance flights, uh, they have this video uh, talking about oh. vascular socks. They're like well, those it's, long... It's, yeah, it's for Mumbai Air. Mumbai so Air. It's, it's an Indian um, so it's, it's, airline. Yeah. It's Figgins um, putting on these socks with like a completely straight face and not talking, but it's he also does the voiceover for the video. Yeah. So, so it's Figgins' <laughs> yeah. voice over his like stoic face as he puts on these socks. Yeah, it's like anti-embolism socks or something. Yeah, um, and like Sue is like, "Would you want this to go out to the whole school or be put on YouTube or something?" And it's like, yeah. it's not even that embarrassing of a video. It's just kind no. of weird. Like, it's just weird. It's very weird, um, but it is pretty funny, to be fair. Yeah, um, so that's that's how yeah. Sue has the clout to offer Sandy this arts administration job. Yep. Um, and then 
uh, they are both conspiring to get Rachel away from the Glee Club. Yeah. And Sandy says, oh, we can do that with four words. Or is the, is it Sue? One uh, of them. One of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, four words. Liza Minnelli, Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's the cabaret auditions. There's yes. a sh- um, It's uh, auditions for cabaret, which does end up being put on. Um, it's like, it's a main. Does it? Yeah, uh, it's okay. over the next few episodes. We definitely get to, okay. We, we see like rehearsals and them putting on the show and shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, it's them playing to Rachel's ego because for these cabaret auditions, um, uh, you, you have, have to, to sing a, s- a Celine Dion song. Yes, and um, yeah. So this is a trap for Rachel, but uh, she she signs up for these auditions, which at the top of the paper big and bold it says you have to sing celine dion uh she signs up puts a gold star after her name like she does and it burns like has a nice like not star fade i guess more of a star burn transition yeah um but it's into our first song of the episode finally after like 20 minutes i guess Um, there they there is single ladies but they definitely don't sing sing it they just dance Yeah. yeah and so she sings celine dion's taking chances um, I, yeah um i remember we uh we definitely had that song in our shared high school itunes library we definitely did we had a lot of these songs in our shared high school itunes library it's true um because we really like glee um yeah and so it is it's it's pretty good um but it's again one of the rachel standing on stage singing but this time it's actually for realsies because she's auditioning and sandy and sue are listening to her um and I think whole... I, there, there's like an end of the scene where Sandy says, in one word, exquisite, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically playing to Rachel's ego, because that's, sure. how you, that's how you get on Rachel's good side, is you play to her ego. Right, and so the whole idea behind this, I don't know if we mentioned, but the whole idea is that they're trying to get Rachel away from Glee Club, because yep. that way she will um, not be in the... Like, the, if she leaves Glee Club, then they'll crash and burn is what the theory is yeah that is what is assumed um so we go to the next scene yeah which after the auditions it's um i i titled the scene rachel will ballet manipulation Um, yeah well principal's office and ballet uh, cause what happens is, uh, Rachel is like practicing at her ballet studio, which is definitely not at the high school. No. Um, so Will definitely followed her there. Yep. Creepy. Yep. Um, Rachel looks cute. She's in her, uh, uh, leotard, leotard and like, you know, warming up and shit. She's the only person there though. So that's interesting. Um, and, uh, Will says some shitty stuff to her, like... I am, I, Rachel, I am your biggest and sometimes your only fan. Yeah, that does happen. What, what a pile of garbage. Yeah, like, that's not good. <laughs> it's like, are you negging her? What the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the thing is, uh, to be fair, so Rachel and she were having this argument about how she's doing cabaret and she yep. wants to leave Glee Club. Um, and she does bring up the fact that Shu defected from Glee Club to do Acafellas, um, yep, which I think is episode. a completely fair point. Um, and once again, Shu is like, oh, don't do this thing that I do already because I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she... Uh, uh, yeah, so then I talked about how Sandy has legal issues being a school, blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. I was asking, uh, yeah, since when does Rachel do ballet? Because this is... I mean, she talked oh. about how she dances in the first 
like when we first meet her, I guess. But I we think don't really... she's al- I think she's always done ballet. Um, okay. I mean, it's just like it's it's not something that she does at school, you know, because you do your ballet classes. Yeah. Off site at some other sure. place. Um, sure. And um, uh, this this yeah. scene is it's intercut with uh, this bu- like this ballet scene is intercut with a um, a meeting with Sue Will and Figgins yeah. in Figgins's office, which bef- like that's one thing about this episode is that both Sam and I have a whole bunch of notes, and um, like some of these scenes are intercut in between each other. There's so much fucking content in this episode. It is too much. Like, it's like, there's too many things happening where it's like, yeah, when you're, when you're watching it, you can follow it, but just barely. Like, it's just kind of like, there doesn't need to be this much stuff. Yeah. I agree. That's the thing. It's not, it's not that it's like, it's not that it's inherently bad because it has so much stuff. It's more of like, it's so unnecessary that we have like, this many scenes in a 45 minute show yep well and the other thing too is i honestly didn't even make any notes about the principal's office part besides the fact that at the top of it i did note that that there is that it happens yeah like there's nothing in it that's important i think no was noteworthy it's 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 just them arguing some more it's like rehashing the same argument again so i'm over it any let's get to the next scene well tina singing tonight Wait, before we do that, just one thing. We do have to mention, so at the end of the argument between Rachel and Shu, um, Rachel does say this really fantastic line about how um, she doesn't understand why Shu has to hurt me or, like, hurt Rachel to make Tina feel good. Oh, yeah. Um, That's, that's like, so weird. Like, sometimes the way that Rachel, like, thinks, like, really what what this um, sequence shows is that Rachel and Will's relationship is fucking weird. Yeah, like exactly. the way that she, the way that she thinks about what Will is doing is kind of ass backwards, right? Yes. Like, yes. No, it is but, because Rachel is so egomaniacal that yeah. she literally thinks anything that isn't exactly what she wants is an aggressive move against her. Yes. But also Will is has partly played into that fantasy yeah, by like telling true. her that she's better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes and also but also like f- stalking her to her to her ballet studio yeah. or um saying really shitty stuff to her like about how um sometimes he's the only person that likes her out of anyone. Like yeah, it's exactly. like what are you talking about? Their relationship is fucked up. And I think yeah. there's um I don't know when the episode uh there's like an episode coming up where like Rachel comes on to him. Oh. It's coming okay. up. They they That's sing great. um they sing uh, like a police mashup, I think. Oh, no, you're right. I do actually remember that. Yeah, cuz it's the we'll get to it once we get there, but I do I do know what you're talking about. Um anyway, so the next scene is Tina I, a I song. A, Tina's test. Finally, somebody sings something besides Rachel. Um and, she's yeah. singing tonight from mm-hmm. uh, West Side Story, and it is cute, 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 cute. It is adorable. Yeah, I said um, it was really good. Yeah, she, she yeah, has a she great sings, voice. She sings really well, and yep. Will is doing some shitty directing. Like, yeah, it's like... that was... Well, like, what was he doing in the background? Conducting? Like, <laughs> what? It doesn't it's even like make sense. It's like some half-assed, like, yeah. hand-waving. Um, and the, uh, it, the whole premise of this scene is after Tina sings all of the song beautifully yeah um uh she fucks up the last note yep 
and that's it um and she, then like she, she and misses was, the last note so obviously she sucks yeah will comes up to her and is like that was really good and tina's like oh no i was sharp and it's like were you though were i don't you? i don't think so no <laughs> i turned to the people i was watching with and i was like i don't have a good ear was she sharp <laughs> what did they say they said no okay um, yeah so i that, didn't think she was either to be fair um and uh then like will and tina have like a talk about yeah. her singing and like will is like touching her like two both both hands two shoulders like very uh, close and gross. tina like backs up like she takes okay. like two steps back and is like um yeah <laughs> like she doesn't well, she doesn't say like don't touch me but it, there's yeah. definitely like a whoa there guy <laughs> yeah not everybody not every relationship for will can be will and rachel where they inappropriately or, act like each other are the main characters of the show or like this next one that we that we uh this next scene that we are about to see mm-hmm. will and finn yeah um, so this this win just, just to end just to end that tina scene um tina does tell us that she's willing to give up the solo to rachel um yep. to make sure that rachel stays because tina is a very good person um and everyone else is an asshole so um the next one is finn shit is what i titled it yeah, um, it's um it's a win scene. Um yep. what starts what happens is that Finn comes in um looking distraught uh, distraught and um then starts crying and Will goes in with like a grasping hug. Like yeah. like full on like he is like all out claws. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> as not... he hugs Finn. Um but uh. Finn seems to be like like Finn seems chill with it cuz he definitely leans in. Yeah. Um and then uh, they go out to lunch together, and there's some pretty dramatic f- uh, father and son visual comparisons. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, and also it's so I, I mean, he's so he's crying in Chu's arms one moment, yes, and then the and next then moment they... he's completely not emotional, standing yep. in line at like Cafe Rio or some shit. It's like a like... fucking Cece's pizza. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Will took them to uh to like an all you can eat pizza bar. Which also, um, I still, I just, where, where's the line here? Like, I don't know. is this okay? Is this no, appropriate for a teacher to be taking a student to food? Like, I feel like it's not. Right? I don't think it is either, especially because it's Will. I feel like if yeah. it were a, like Emma or someone, It'd I'd be, a be less upset about it. But Will I is mean, a like, creep. If Will they were eating the- in the. If they were eating in the cafeteria, this would be a yeah. lot less weird. But they're definitely yeah. like out at a restaurant, meaning that on, Will on put shoes Finn dollar. in his. Yeah. yeah, Will put Finn in his car and took him to a ne- a, like another location, which yeah. is seems un uncool, seems yeah. bad. Well, um, and yeah, it's just it's so. Uh, I mean, because this is the same guy who three episodes ago stood in the locker room and creeped on, said yeah. said young like not even eighteen year old who Showering. was in the shower. Like it's just inappropriate. It's yeah. just not okay. Um. So anyway, they're talking. In anyway, the restaurant. yeah. yeah. F- Finn is upset because of um Quinn's pregnancy. Yes, of course. Yeah. Did we not get to that? No, we did. We <laughs> talked about the hot tub scene earlier. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm I talking feel about like the we fact sh- that we haven't mentioned the fact that the reason that Finn was why crying. Will, and why stuff. Finn's upset? <laughs> well, that there you go. Like, who cares? <laughs> um. And basically, like, Will talks about like being a father and shit. Um, sure yeah um yeah and so uh finn is talking about how he doesn't want to be in lima which uh, this is the first time 
any of the characters really besides Rachel, I think, have brought well, this it's, up. It's Lima, right? Because it's well, Lima, Lima loser. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is, uh, this is like sudden, like a sudden kind of turnaround for Finn. I don't think we've ever seen anything from him before that's noted that like he hates where he lives and he wants to move yeah. somewhere else or whatever. But whatever. It's time to start building characters. So um, he's talking about how he needs a football scholarship to escape. Um, but the problem is that their football team sucks ass. So he can't get one because he can't win at football. Um, And uh, he, so I'm not sure where this came. Oh, it's because he's talking about famous sports people um, who have learned, have used dance in the past to. Oh no, dude, um, this is, this is further along. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's in this scene though. No, the next scene is, um, well, I think it's because they're like they're they're sort of talking about how maybe they could use um, like choreography yeah. and like yes. dancing to make the football team better. Yeah, because he's he he does definitely say the line. He's talking about the school library. And he said, "Did you know you could just borrow books from there?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that part's so great!" It's like, yeah. "Oh, Finn." Yeah. Well, so why he, are you so dumb? Yeah, he's super dumb. Um, and he so he does convince Will that he should teach the football team how to dance to help them with football. Yep. Because Will, as we've learned, is a great choreographer (laughs) who can turn anything around. And he can conduct and direct very well. It's true. Um, And that's stupid. I hate this. I hate this all already. Um, Yeah. The next next scene is um, Terry and Will, or Wary, um, brushing their teeth um, and gossiping about Quinn Fabray. Yeah. Like... Like Will, who was who was confided in by a yep. student, decides to spill everything to Terry um, yep. about like telling telling her the names of the students involved and like the exact circumstances and what's going on. Which yep. like I don't know. I it's just it just seems like an overstep. Like it's like I get that you want to talk to your wife about your day, but like do you have to use like these students' names? Like right? No, it's it's very inappropriate. Um. Because he even mentions the fact that Quinn is the head of the celibacy club, so like, yeah, it's he, he, very he's like, inappropriate. And he, he's like, yeah. and here's here's the kicker, babe. She's the head of the celibacy celibacy club. It's like yuck, dude. Yep. And How about well, you just shut up. The important part of this scene, first of all, I don't understand why it has to be while they're brushing their teeth. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> and then second is um, Terry makes really great facial expressions because. As we know, as the audience, um, yep. this is exactly what she was looking for. Yeah, because, she ne- she's she's yeah. hatching a plan. She needs the baby. She needs a baby. So. And, I mean, you mentioned, like, why are they brushing their teeth? Like, yeah. this is something that I was really thinking about throughout this whole episode, is that there's so much going on and so much dialogue. Like, they need their characters to do something. Like, so much of this of this show is just characters sitting and talking to each other yeah like that that like will um sue figgins meeting that we yeah. didn't have any notes for was just them sitting and talking like that's it's true it's dull yeah that's true <laughs> um yeah the next scene is the football is in, in the football locker room and they say the name dick dick butt kiss at one, yep. at one point um talking about uh how to dance better puck says the yep. words um, we need to think like Amazonian black women, which I guess was a reference to Beyonce, but seems oh my God. Um, disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it does, but it's also kind of funny. Um, 
Then there's some casual casual ableism from Ken, of course. Yep. Um, and then they're going to learn the, learn a dancing number in full pads. Yeah. So the idea is that um, so Finn had tricked Will into this idea that it would be good to teach the football team to dance. Um, yep. And so they've decided that they're going to do um, they're going to do a full dance routine, um, and they're all complaining about it because they're football jocks. And Ken says, "I don't care. Um, we're going we've been losing so much. This is I'll do anything." Um, and uh, they talk about famous people who are famous sports figures like, who are good like, at dancing, like, like O.J. Simpson. O.J. Finn brings up O.J. Simpson, and I was like, "Great, yeah, good example." You definitely well, want to be compared to that guy. He can probably dance. I'm I'm sure he can. Around the law, away from the law, yeah. <laughs> good good job. Um, but yeah, Kurt quotes Sun Tzu. Yeah, which I was like, "Great, Ryan Murphy show." surprise um <laughs> and then uh he, so they're they're, they're practicing yeah, the dance they're, te- they're teaching the choreography to um the football players and yeah. will is like kurt take over and then kurt does a pretty good job teaching choreography to um right these these football boys which further uh, enforces the fact that will cannot do it choreograph yeah <laughs> um but the, it's weird because they play a weird like broken piano version of yeah. single ladies that doesn't sound anything like it i'm confused by that um then we but, then we yeah. go to the next scene it's oh well, um well sam one come second on. we, we gotta we, do we see, gotta well, come you have to these. imagine remember that there are three minutes there where you were pooping um so <laughs> so we do see mike chang for the first time in this group oh of yeah dancing, fucking mike chang hell yeah he's it, the best it's funny because um me and the person watching uh i was like i know his name is mike and the other guy or the person i was watching with was like i think his last name is chang and i was like that's racist (laughs) (laughs) but um um let me just make sure a glee actor just we harry shim jr his name is mike chang so yep mike is the best um he is the best dancer um on this whole show yeah. Him and Heather Morris. I was really. going to say, Heather Morris might give him a run for his money. But um, so the next scene we see is Puck confronting Quinn in the school yes. hallway. Well, what happens is that um, Finn tells Puck that Quinn is pregnant. Yes. Um, and uh, here, I want to, I want to, after we talk about the scene, I want to get into my theory that I mentioned earlier. You're going to okay. love this. Sure. Um. Anyway, so Puck confronts Quinn about her, about her pregnancy, um, basically being like, uh, so this kid is mine, right? Uh, yeah. And guess what? It is. Yep. Um, because, uh, what what was it? Quinn got, um, uh, Finn got Quinn, Puck got Quinn drunk on wine coolers. And she was feeling fat that day. Yeah, um, yep. kind of a big bummer. Yep. In general, um, yeah, this is the first yeah. instance we get. Quinn calls him a lima a lima loser. Um, yep. Which I guess is their term for all of the do nothings that never get out of their shitty little town. Um, yep. And yeah, so we do find out Puck is the father. It's a big old mess. Um, but then, do we want to talk about your Puck? Yeah, uh, so here is my, here is my Puck theory. Um, Puck is in love with Finn. 
Oh. Let me okay. let me get into it. Okay. Example one. He is very territorial. Um, whenever he sees um whenever he sees Finn interacting with Kurt, he's like he like comes over and is like, What's going on over here? Like oh. what's what's happening here? Okay. Um Example number two, when uh, Finn is trying to tell Puck that Quinn is pregnant, um, Puck jumps in first by saying, oh, I knew it. You're in love with Kurt. He says that line. Yeah. Um, uh, Exhibit three, um, he's having sex with Quinn because Finn wants her. Mm, Okay. That's a bit of a stretch, I feel like. Um, I mean, is it it because he wants to be close to him? Maybe. Perhaps. I mean, we... They all know that Finn and Quinn aren't having sex, though. So, like, I could understand if Still, you're though. aiming for more of an Eskimo Brothers thing where, you know, our, our dicks have been in the same place. But, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then uh, my my fir- my exhibits, um, for my my last two exhibits have to do with the rest of the episode. Okay. Um, well, you but, can point them out uh, as we get there. Yeah. There's, there's one where they, uh, where... Puck says, like, we're the biggest, gayest team in football or whatever. Oh, right. Like, it's... Yeah, because of um, the dancing. Yep. And then uh, he also has a couple long, long, longing gazes at Finn. Um, but I feel like, like a those few. Are, I feel like those are when Finn is with Quinn, though. I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll come back to it. Well, you, you can bring up the other points while we're going through and we can I'm just saying Puck more. is in love with Finn. Okay. He is. <laughs> okay. Um, well, here's he might here's, he might not know it, but he does. He is. Let's move on to my favorite part of this episode, where Quinn is. So she talks after, to Puck yeah. and calls him after a her loser. combo with Puck. She runs. She has to go outside and run to her car because it's raining heavily. Um, yep. And as she gets in her car, she's raining or she's crying. Of course, raining. She's yep. raining from her eyes. Um, it's very <laughs> reminiscent of the Emma scene, which I enjoyed. But um, she's crying, and who's in her car but Terry? Yeah, Terry's in her front seat, Creepily just like smiling. In Quinn's car. Yep, just smiling at her. Um, and um, one of the things, uh, one of the questions I have: Why isn't Terry wet? How uh, long has she been? She's waiting? been in that car for a while. Yeah. <laughs> How long has she been in Quinn's car? Um, it's real creepy. Again, not that yeah, surprising, considering that she's married to a big creeper too. Um, and Qu- and Quinn but- is also like. Is also like, why the fuck are you in my car? Exactly. Who are you? Well, and so that's the thing is, so Terry um, doesn't really announce who she is to Quinn. So Quinn isn't sure who she is, but she does reveal that she knows that Quinn is pregnant and that Quinn has some problems with having a baby because she's had a celibacy club and all that. Um, And so Quinn is like, I don't need your help. Like, leave me alone. Because obviously she's a strange woman in her car. Um, an appropriate response. But then Terry says, are you are you taking prenatal vitamins? And Quinn suddenly pauses to give her the time of day, I guess. Because if you say something that's even remotely related to a doctor, you get that instinct of obeying authority, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but then there's a classic Terry line where she hands her a bottle of uh, of... Prenatal, prenatal vitamins, vitamins and, and she says, says take three these times or your baby will be ugly well, she says take these three times a day or your baby will be ugly which oh, classic terry. terry yes um so that's the end of that scene yep and then we go to the football game uh yep. kurt waves to his dad it's adorable sure um it's really cute um because like kurt's so excited that his dad is there and like 
yeah. his dad is kind of like does like kind of like a weird half smile sort of like yeah. doesn't and uh it's the fourth quarter when we start well, seeing the football game right well, no, we actually start near the beginning, I think, oh, okay. because um, they're all talking about how they're not going to do the dance because it's gay. Um, yep. And then there's some smack talk from the other team. There's like a big, like there's a big fat guy on the other team that's smack talking all of them. Um, yeah. With a lot of like food related stuff, which is. Gross. Yeah. Um. I, um, I have hot dog trash talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and because um, uh, we do it's it's up we we do get to see um, there's a bit of a little montage where it shows that they really suck at football specifically yeah Finn it's also it's um, um it's zero six yeah uh, in the well, fourth quarter with okay. the, um with the other team winning okay but here's we'll come back to that in just a second but in that montage Finn gets sacked like every play yeah and I'm like dude you're not good at football like sure there's some like factors of your the other members of your team aren't preventing the sacking and stuff but like even the throws he does make are terrible yeah they're bad he, he's very he's bad, bad at football. football i don't he's understand not how he thinks gonna, he's, he's not gonna, gonna, gonna get scholarship. that scholarship no yeah, yeah no way no way um but anyway yeah so we get to the fourth quarter and surprisingly the only the other team has only scored one touchdown that's yep, the biggest surprise and they didn't make the field goal so it's six no. points <laughs> so they only have six points which doesn't make any sense really what a horrible um, football game to watch like yeah um and yeah and it's stereotypical one second left sports crap yep um is what i've got because uh they uh it it's just, the fourth uh, quarter you've been, you've been watching friday night lights yes is this stereotypical like oh my god watch dude, the second every, quarter right like every every fucking episode <laughs> if there's <laughs> the end of a football if, game well, it, it, if if there's football in the episode, we only see like the last fifteen seconds of the fourth quarter, or yeah. we you see the um like the like the very end of the first half, so that Eric oh, Taylor sure, sure. can like yell at the players in the locker room. Yeah, we'll see. Because I guess in some in the like fantasy world of television, yeah, every sports game is decided in the last ten seconds. Yes. The rest of um, all the game before it doesn't count at all. So No. Uh um, and uh then in in response to some more trash talk, uh Puck has a, a an interesting sequence yeah. where he just he turns to the guy who's been trash talking them all night and it's like, Hey dude, I had sex with your mom on your bed. With the nice with nice Star Wars Star sheets. Star Wars sheets, yeah. So um, yeah. Which I think I think you could say it's just him bragging his sexual prowess in front of Finn. Which sure. It might not be purposeful, but he's definitely trying to show off because he looks right at Finn and like basically winks. <laughs> like yeah, Puck um, is in love with Finn. Okay. Um Oh, and yeah, before so before we get to the dance, Sam, yeah. we're going to watch the video. Um I dropped it to you in the chat. Uh-oh. Uh we're gonna we're gonna watch the single ladies um, football field dance. What? Are you ready? This is great audio, Maggie. What the well, hell? Give me a well, second. Well, we we'll cut we'll cut it out. Well, so first before we get to that, um, the there is a little bit of a callback to the idea of the lo- Lima loser. Um, yep. Finn says to Puck right beforehand, like because they're arguing about whether they're gonna do the dance or not. Um, and Finn says to Puck that he doesn't want to be a Lima loser, and it's the callback. So we're gonna watch the video now, I guess. Yep, we're gonna watch the video. Do you have it? Do you have it in the? I do. Okay. Oh, 
Why are we watching this again? So that we can have we we can have fresh eyes when we talk about it. Okay. Because we're supposed to talk about the the numbers better. Right. Oh, here we go. Here's the Lima loser. God, how's this video four minutes long? Oh, there we go. Okay, Aww. take a look at this. He's looking yep. back at Finn. <laughs> oh, the Cheerios. Yeah, they actually cute. do cheerlead. Yeah. Nerds. Yeah, AV nerds. Number 23! <laughs> Getting into it! Oh my god. The pose, though. The pose. Oh my god, this is so stupid. 34 is getting down! That's I Puck, can't by wait. the way. I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah. Who's number 20? Is that Puck? No, Puck is 34. Okay. Oh, Finn's so surprised he actually made a throw. Yeah, he did it. He made a pass. Oh, they hugged. I didn't notice that before. Gross. Inappropriate. Okay, are we good? No, yeah, now Kurt has to make the kick. How... Oh, I guess that's included in this video. Oh, this line. Yeah, I'm I'm quitting. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. So we're back in. Yeah, we're back in. We just we, watched... ju- we just yeah we just watched the video of uh, the football players doing the single ladies number. It was a fun time. Uh, yeah. I thought those those vocal adrenaline dancers did really well. <laughs> yep, in their football <laughs> outfits. Um, but yeah, the so uh, fun part. Um, so first, let's talk about the dance. So the team, it, the dance is actually really good, especially yeah. because they sucked ass during the rehearsal during practice. Yeah. So um, yeah, and uh, it's fun. Random people start dancing with them. 
because that's a normal response to single ladies coming on at a high school football game, well, um, including no, like, members of the other team. The the it's more of like the other team is like confused, but right. one of like it was number twenty three is yeah. like is like feeling it, like he's yeah. like, oh hell yeah, Beyonce! I was just listening to this in my headphones, like right, fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, the people in the crowd, though, also start dancing, like, get up and, like, start, like, shaking around, which is... Weird. What? What? <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, and suddenly the, Kurt the has... Con- oh. The yeah, confusion that is generated by them doing this yeah. ultimately pretty good dance. There's, like, a nice pose in the middle of it. It's fun. <laughs> oh, um, nice. Yeah, there's one There's one pose that's very, it's like outright where like most people will have their hands on their hips but there's one guy who has an arm up in the air uh vaguely reminiscent of like the rupaul like uh, yeah rupaul arm up so it's, it's pretty very good. good um and uh finn is actually able to uh make a pass which he's as surprised <laughs> as, as we are um and yeah he uh they make a touchdown or they yep. do they do a touchdown they, they do they the get, touchdown they get a touchdown they um they and Kurt, yeah. as the kicker, he has to make this. He's got to make the field goal for them to win. Yes. Um. And we see Kurt, uh, standing, um, rosy cheeked, uh, on the edge of the field. Kurt, uh, Ken Tanaka comes up to him and says, "Listen, kid, you got to make this. You got to make this. Um, kick. If you make this, you die a legend." And um, Kurt says, "Can I pee first? And it's, the unspoken answer is no. <laughs> yes. Um, and then <laughs> we see... Good line. Then we see his dad up in the stands saying to himself, he's so little. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which is really cute. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Kurt scores and they yes. win. Yeah. See, uh, it's and, funny... Yeah. And he blows kisses to the audience as he's hoisted on people's shoulders. Yeah. It's and his cute. dad, like, loses it. His dad, like, is, like, screaming his head off. Um. It's funny, but I, I was trying to remember, I thought that he totally whiffed it on this for some reason. Like, I nah, thought man. that, like, his music, like, cut out or something, and, like, he totally whiffed it, which I don't know why I thought that, but it's, like, a perfect, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, he does right it. And... It's it's really cute. It's really, um like, uh, he really succeeds, and in front of his dad, too. It's really yeah. nice. So, okay, so, not to give credence to your theory here, but there is... Yeah. Let's right talk about it. Here, yeah, at the end here, Finn and so Quinn greets Finn as he comes off the field with lots of kisses because she's a yes. cheerio, so she's cheerleading on the side. Um, so they're all kissing, and we see Puck seeing them, and he gets all sad. Yeah. So he he walks dejectedly off. Like the the this yeah. scene ends with like a solitary shot of like Puck looking sad on the football field and like walking dejectedly away. Yeah. So let me tell you, he is in love with Finn. Oh, speaking of love, um, I do have to know, I don't care, but um, <laughs> Will and Emma do hug after they score the touchdown, and then it gets weird or whatever, but who gives yeah, a shit, because I'm tired of that storyline. They, like, look at each other for, like, a moment, and it's like, okay. A little too long, maybe. Um, After the football scene, we're back in Kurt's basement, um, yeah. and he's talking with his dad. And I named this the I wish your mom had been there scene. Yep. I I made a note of that. Um, mostly because the <sighs> line Shoehorning is... in a dead mom. Yeah. Well, the the, the line, I, I shit you not, is I wish your mom had been there alive. So that way we're <laughs> very clear that she is dead. That like, she I was is like, dead. Thanks, writers. 
Um, Thank because, you, writers. Because I guess she just wasn't on vacation. She's dead. Um, um, <laughs> I wish and, your mom had been there alive. Um, Kurt comes out to his dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and um, his dad responds with, thanks for telling me, which is really... I yeah. feel like that's probably the best thing to say. Yeah. Um, except he does say, oh, I knew already because you wanted a pair of sensible heels when you were three. Yeah. Um, which is like, hey, anyone can want to, like, you don't need to be gay that's, to want to wear heels. <laughs> that's true. But it is it is also like, it's it's a, I mean, it's a good joke. It's a fun little joke that, you know. The dad is what. What we essentially learn is that Kurt's dad is literally one of the coolest characters of all time because yeah. he's this like he comes off as this podunk redneck guy who we because all we hear about before this is that he punishes Kurt for doing very gay things. Um, well, which, acting acting effeminately. Well, like so that's, that's really yeah. that's really True. what it is. It's not it's, doing and gay it's, things. It's acting effeminately. And it's, but, it's yeah. not even um. It's not even like punishment, right? Because no. it's like he got yeah. he got that big ass car. If he stopped wearing bodycon sweaters, like right, yeah, well, and it's but, more so like rewa- yeah. rewarding um, masculinity, right? Which, um, I mean, I guess there is some argument for like you know he's protecting Kurt to try to make sure that he doesn't you know get yeah picked on bullied. or bullied, which he does anyway. So, um, but I did say like why if you knew then why did you give him so much shit all the time for doing effeminate stuff? Like that's not cool, but. It is one of those things where it's not like Kurt getting thrown out of the house or anything like that. So, yeah, and the the end yeah. of the scene can't it can't be perfect because um, Kurt's dad is like, "You're sure, right?" And right, Kurt of is course. like, "Yes." Yeah, and it, then the scene ends with him just being like, "Just checking." Yeah, um, which not gonna lie, that has that that is a conversation that you have to have if you're gay, though. It's it shouldn't be though. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, the, the just checking question. Um, anyway, personal experience. Anyway, um, so then the next scene, even though that would have been a perfect place really to end this episode with this heartwarming, lovely scene. um, No, we we still have like fucking like 15 more minutes of bullshit. Um, not not even that, not even, I don't know how, like how many minutes there are, but there's definitely like three or four more scenes. It's like too much. Um, the next next... scene is Finn, Quinn and Puck in the hallway. Yeah. It's, I titled this Finn makes Quinn feel guilty. Um, (laughs) because he, he brings a disgusting piece of fabric to Quinn and says, this is his like baby blanket or something. He has a name for it. I didn't. Oh yeah. He like, Um, he like brings her this like shitty square of fabric and it's like, Hey, I want the I want the baby to have this. I probably should have washed it. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> which is like, ew, crap. dude. Well, and also because like she just found out she's pregnant, you realize that you're not going to have an actual baby for nine months, right? Nine but months. But he probably doesn't because he's fucking stupid. He doesn't um, know how babies work. Yep, and uh, so then Puck uh, interrupts on this little scene um and oh my god all my notes do point towards your theory which is weird thank you um because puck is super rude to quinn and finn calls him out on it so i could see an argument that he is trying to you know intrude on her territory a bit Um, well i mean i like you can tell that puck is upset with quinn um because he's because she's lying to finn right like that's why he's upset is um 
that she's lying to uh, his his true Best love friend. or true love or whatever. Yeah, um, both. But yeah, so I mean, again, I didn't really write anything else about that scene. I don't give a shit. There's not really el- anything else yeah. that happens. The next scene is um, the second Sue's corner of the episode, uh, right. where she encourages people to yell at homeless people. Right. Well, um, it's, it's nice because it's a montage. So there's like yeah, three different God. scenes all happening that are all interspersed together. Um, so, yeah. So we have Finn's or we have Sue's corner um, where yep. she's talking about the homeless, which lovely little uh, lovely little quip from that is uh, give not being homeless a try. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, Matt we Rutherford. Get, yeah. And yeah, Mike in the Chang in the mon- yeah. yeah in the montage, the footballers Matt Puck and uh, Mike join. Yeah, the they Glee all club. join Glee Club. Rachel quits. Yep, who cares? Um, so that she can do cabaret. Yep, and uh, then we end on Sue basically saying "fuck the haters." Like it turns in, it turns from um, yelling at homeless people to um, "fuck the haters." Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, there is actually a little point in there that I thought was actually kind of interesting, like a good one, um, where she's talking about the difference between the the there's no real difference between cheering fans and an angry crowd. Um, It's all about how you view it. It's like, it's all about how you see it. So, um, which is then lasered into like, that's how Sue sees it or whatever. But um, I, I thought that was actually kind of a good point. That's actually kind of an insightful little nugget is that you got to do what you got to do. And like, you know, I mean, it's Sam. It's what the writer, it's what the writers are telling themselves. I know it's true because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the angry crowd, AKA us, we could be cheering fans. I guess if you um, blur out, like if you blur our noise, the noises we make while we make this podcast, um, our, our voices, our, our voices. words. Yeah. Um, um yeah, yeah. I basically I, this whole episode, we've talked about it already, but there's just too much content. Yeah. Um, well, the very, the very last scene is just Quinn looking sad. And then it cuts to cuts to the credits. Yeah. Um, which, oh God. Yeah, there's a lot of content in this episode and we can get into it a little bit, but before we I mean, do... It's, it's not even that the story become... It's not even that the story is so complex. It's just right. that they there's just so many words that are not yeah. needed. Right. Like, so much extra garbage um, yeah. that makes this... That makes it, like, exhausting yeah. to watch. Yeah, so... We'll 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 discuss that a little bit in our ratings, but before we get there, um, who would you give a gold star to this episode? Oh man, that is a good question. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Kurt, um, because okay. Kurt centric episode does some good yep. dancing. Sure. Um, not a lot of singing this episode. Um, we only no. had the um, the like two lines of Rachel singing Celine Dion and yeah. Tina singing tonight. Yeah. Um, is that that's it, right? Well, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so I'll, let me, I'll, I'll do my gold star. Yeah, um, I'm going to give mine to Kurt. Okay. Mine's going to go to Sue, mostly because of nice. Sue's corner. Um, yeah, Sue's corner. It's just, like, all of, of course, all the things she says are terrible and awful, but it's very funny. Um, and my second runner-up on that one is Kurt's dad, because, like I said, yeah. he's probably one of the coolest characters on good the guy. show. And, um, I mean, he, yeah. he remains a good guy. I think you're, yeah. um, you're maybe conflating... This this um, episode, Kurt's dad, with like his character as a whole, which is not yeah. a bad thing, because like his character as a whole is like a good dude, right? Well, and I mean he is in this episode too. To be fair, yeah. he he does it, he does come across as someone who might be homophobic at the very beginning because he 
walks in on them doing their dance number and is very concerned and things like that. But at the end of it, like, you know, he's he's a good guy. Um, but I am giving it to Sue. I don't care um, because she's very funny. And yeah, so for best number, what an episode, right? Just so, so many good numbers in this episode, except not <laughs> at all. Um, I, I mean, was, we could give it yeah. to the football players. See, I was going to say, yeah, I but, was going to... I was going to do that, but... I mean, Tina's Tina's Tonight is very yes. good. Oh, are um, you reading my notes right now? No, I'm reading my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I put down single ladies from football t- football dance, um, but then I crossed it out and put Tonight um, because so, I remember so that Tina sang that. So. One, of us, one of us could give it to the football boys and the other could give it to Tina. Well, at the end of the day, I don't care as long as... Rachel doesn't get it because I refuse to give it to Rachel <laughs> and I am spiting her. It is, it is to punish her. I yeah, don't you care. do want to punish her. You just <laughs> seem to hate me. You just seem to hate me. Oh my God. I, f- I do actually hate her. So I guess it works out. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of like, listen, Rachel is, is written to be hated. Right? right. Yeah. So I can, I can sometimes like get behind her as a character who who is just so outrageously like full of herself? Yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah, instead it's of just... hating her, I'm just like, oh, Rachel, <laughs> you, you idiot, goof. you silly goof. Um, no, it's. I guess that's true. It's just one of those things where when we spend an entire episode of her whining, yeah, about how she should be given like the special status um, above the other members of the Glee Club because she's better than them, like. The way she phrases things, it's just so awful in this episode. Oh, yeah. Her her um, ego is enormous. I mean, if anything, yeah. it shows that um, having two gay dads does not necessitate that your parents won't fuck you up, you know? It's true. Um, um, yeah, so ratings. Um, let's do it. Yeah, I originally was going to give... I was going to originally slushy this episode two times out of five, just double fist it. Um, but I... I guess I decided to tone it down and give it one slushy out of five. Um, my main reason, so I was going to give it two because there's not enough singing or drama, or like like there's not enough singing and the sorry, there is too much drama. My, there it my, is. A, yeah, it's not enough singing and the drama. There's too much drama, but the drama is also so stupid. Like I don't yeah. care, um, <laughs> which has been a problem for most of the episode so far. Is that the drama is so stupid and contrived that they haven't like, they haven't really uh, made us care yet? Exactly. And like, yeah, so I, but I did turn it up mostly because, um, the Kurt storyline is actually pretty good. The yep. football storyline is silly, but it's fun. Um, and really the big sticking point, I think for me, this episode is the Quinn Finn puck thing that I just don't care. Like, I don't care about Finn. I don't, I definitely don't care about Quinn. And I don't care about Puck. Like, I mean, none of, maybe none you of would, them have wait, earned my respect. So. Sam, listen, maybe you would care more if you realized that Puck was just, he just, he doesn't know it, but he's in love with Finn. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to help. I, I, it, it, honestly, it made the storyline better for me to view it this way because it made more okay. sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, what, what's your rating for this? I'm going to slushy it twice. Um, okay. the flavor is orange. Ugh. Um, and, uh, d- yeah, double fisted slushies, uh, because I just feel like this episode, like I've already said, has too much content in it. There's just too much. Yeah. Um, like it took what, like, 
an hour and 20 minutes for us to summarize this 45 minute episode of television because way too much fucking stuff happens with like extreme cuts where it's just like if like from the that one moment where like finn is hugging will and then they're like suddenly at cc's pizza like it's just like pam (laughs) like come on i need a i need to have like I just, well, it's, yeah. it's not that I um, want cleaner transitions or anything. It's more of like, I want these writers to write more economically. Yeah. You know, well, like brevity. Yeah. There's, there's like five different storylines going on in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot and going on. There's, um, need maybe three of them. Yeah. L- let's, let's name them. So there's the, there's, uh, Kurt's kicker story, yep. which yep. turns into the football story. Sure. Um, and then there's Will and Terry, uh, baby, baby stuff. Yep. Uh, and then there's uh, Sue with uh, Sue's corner, yep. um, which turns into Sandy and the cabaret story. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, then, there's... then there's Rachel and Will. Yep. Uh, fighting about her not getting the Maria part, and then their yep. weird ballet interaction. Yep. And, and that then... kind of turns into the Sandy storyline, but yeah. yeah. And then there's um the Quinn, Finn, and Puck scenario, yep. which, uh, yeah, it's like there's so much bullshit. There's yep. so much. Yep. Because on top of that, we also do still have Tina and the rest of the Glee Club doing, um, like you know practicing and stuff. Which I'm just that's the thing. Maybe that's another reason. There's nothing about the Glee Club in this goddamn episode. It's yeah. all about the football team and the like popular kids in the school and the cheerleading coach and the best singer in the Glee Club doing her own thing. I don't care. This show is supposed to... It's called Glee. Where's yes. the Glee Club? There's one line from Artie and that's it. Like, Oh, uh, um, Mercedes does get to say, get to say something um, near the very beginning when... Uh, when Maria, the the part of Maria goes to Tina. We get to see Mercedes say, "I'm a jet." Yeah, um, <laughs> which it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's the issue. We're still, and honestly, that's part of the problem. I think with this show is none of it. It's never about the Glee Club. No, none of it. I, ever. I mean, it it turns into it turns into more about the Glee Club eventually. I think yeah. that's more like season two kind of territory. But the honestly. show is called Glee. I know, and really, <laughs> like, I would be happier if they let Amber Riley and Naya Rivera talk more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and we I actually mean, got to yeah. see people sing. Yeah, that that's the other thing. There's only two songs in this one. And one of them is supposed to be kind of a joke in the fact that she sings really good until she misses the last note, which, again, does not make you a super shitty singer. Like, are you kidding no. me? Ugh. So, anyway, that was that episode. It's over for now. For better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, God. So, so, the next episode is called The Roads Not Taken. Um, Roads, R-H-O-D-E-S. Oh, shit. Kristen Chenoweth. So, that'll be fun. Kristen Chenoweth um, is in the next episode. She is. Um, but uh, in the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook if you search for Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Um, you can also find us at facebook.com slash S&M Hate Glee. You can um, follow us on Twitter at S&M Hate Glee. 
And you can email um, us at snmhateglee at gmail.com. Perfect. Because we learned how branding works. Hooray! Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to mention here at the end. Um, our music is still, for now, the uh, kind of spicy uh, acapella music. Um, we're, we're working on some a little better in the future, but for now, that's what we got. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um yeah. Uh, anything you anything on your end, Maggie? I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah. In, in, uh, good luck watching the next episode. Kristen Chenoweth does make an appearance and is awesome. So yes, I am. I am excited for that. Um, and let's see. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to lead us off here on our outro? No. You. You. You start us off on the outro, Sam. Well, then it's going to be the same every time. Well, no. Well, it should be. It doesn't have to be. Okay, whatever. Um, this <laughs> I'm Sam Carr. And I'm Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>